Hello, my field daisies. Today, we have a very special guest on the podcast. Say hi, Lucy. Hi, everyone. Yes, um, Lucy is an amazing friend that I met through uh, HP and the, uh, my internship there. But yeah, we're, this is going to be a really exciting podcast. We honestly don't know <laughs> exactly. We have a loose idea of what we're going to talk about, but um, it's still a surprise to us as well. So, But Lucy, you did say that you had a life lesson, and I'm very curious to hear what it is. Of course. It's probably something that you hear a lot, especially if you're already working and maybe not so much in school, but it's really important to have a good work-life balance. And I learned it the hard way back in high school. Um, and basically all of my life evolved around school. Like I spent all of my time studying and there's nothing bad about it. Like you should study for school. It's really important. Your grades will be there pretty much forever on record. Um, but just realize you have a life outside of school, you have a personality, um, take some time to get to know people because when when you guys are like after you've left high school, um, you might not see them again or you, you'll only be able to see them once in a really long time. Um, and so I actually, you know, I was doing really well freshman year as well as sophomore year, but uh, the pressure kind of got to me during my junior year and senior year. Um, and I also had a lot of personal things going on in my life. So it just all kind of like, it was a lot of bad timing for me. And I didn't really account for those when I was like planning out my schedule and what I wanted to do. So I definitely recommend just not overbooking yourself. Make sure you develop your personality, your personal interests outside of school. Um, and yeah, that's my life's lesson. Oh, no, honestly, that's so amazing. Like, I truly need to hear that as a workaholic because I definitely identify as someone that will literally spend my whole life on work. No, I think it's absolutely true. And I think also that having a work-life balance improves your productivity at work anyway because having outside interests from work is really important, you know? So yeah, thanks. Okay, cool. Let's get into the podcast. So um, yeah. Let's roll the intro music. That was a really good life lesson. I really liked that. That was really, I didn't think that was, I didn't think that was gonna be a life lesson. That is really good though, because I am such a workaholic. So, oh yeah, me too, believe me. And yeah. Because, like, I, it's funny because, like, I truly do enjoy work. Like, I think that's the definition of, like, an alcoholic, right? It's like, I just love it so much. But, like, you can definitely, like, overstress yourself for sure. Yeah, and then, like, your extracurriculars or hobbies, they give you a chance to, like, just relax and de-stress from everything. Like, I go hiking, which is really peaceful, and it's basically just me. And, I mean, obviously, my dad or somebody else is there with me as well, but it's just myself and my mind, and I get to really process things, or I can just focus on the trail ahead of me and not really think about anything else. And, of course, I'm in nature um, away from the city, so it's kind of like setting a boundary using that physical space. Yeah, I love that. Um, I also enjoy hiking, which is crazy because, we, and we'll talk about this more on the podcast as well because we do have very similar lives. But okay, I will ask you this: Are you a runner? Because I'm not a runner. Uh, I'm not, but I do try to run as much as I can when I'm working out. But um, I do not have a treadmill, so it has to be outside, and it's really hot right now. So I do not want to do that right now. <laughs> Yeah, because like the thing is like I literally – I can't – like I if I run a mile, I, I'm like out of breath. I can't do it. I don't know. You just kind of have to work on your stamina, and it's okay if you can't do a mile. Just start off like maybe with half a mile. Um, just, you know, tailor it to your own personal status, I guess. That's what everyone like as – who gives advice as a runner, they're just like, oh, just run for 30 seconds, then walk for 10, and then you'll slowly build up your stamina. I don't know. <laughs> I just – I guess I just don't enjoy I, – I like walking. Like whenever I – everyone's like, what's your – I like walking. I don't want to run. 
It's it's a good form of exercise. Like um, I know that like in China, they're like the older senior citizens. They're always like walking around the parks, and they do speed walking too, which is like really cool. And they have those like sticks too, walking sticks. So they're like really into it.、Uh, <laughs> like if I had a large enough space, I would do that as well. But yeah, it's yeah. It's funny because I think there's actually like speed walking competitions. Like I think they film they film them. That's it's like a thing. <laughs> yeah, I think there's actually like a category in the Olympics for that. I think so too. Isn't that like that's that's pretty like ah that's pretty cool actually. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, like it's it's interesting that I think this might be a nice little segue because. You're Chinese. I'm Chinese. <laughs> yeah. In case, in case anyone on the podcast doesn't know, we're both Chinese, and it's crazy because like me and Lucy have like, eerily similar lives. It's pretty freaking weird. Like for one, <laughs> both of our dads are professors of electrical engineering. We both come from a first generation immigrant family. Her parents immigrated from China. Where exactly in China? Because it's not that's not the same place as mine. No, it's really close. It's like a province right next to where your parents are from. So we're from Yunnan province, which is like the border between like China and Laos and stuff like that. Yeah. So you're a bit younger than me. You are twenty.、Um, I'm twenty five right now. But yeah. So both of our brothers are actually like in entertainment. Like, would you say your brother's in entertainment? I guess like that's, or he's a photographer. I guess so, because photography is kind of a part of the entertainment. He does videography as well, so I guess so. Yeah, the reason why I say that is because, like, I because my brother,、uh, he he does do some photography, but he's almost opposite, where he does mainly like videos and stuff. So he's a、uh, he does music music video directing, and he does a lot of editing. So he does he's like pretty because he went to film school, so he's pretty much exclusively, I guess, film, and he does occasional photography, but. It's so weird that yeah, like I said, like really eerily similar lives. And another funny thing, and I've told the story so many times to like different people, so that's why it's like really funny. But like literally, I was following Lucy's brother on Instagram before I even knew who you were. Like that was like I, that was a genuine reaction because me and her were、um, Zoom calling, just like getting to know each other. And I was like, "What's your Instagram?" And I was like, "You know Jimmy Song?" And she's like, "Yeah, that's my brother." I was like, "I've been following him for so long. That's so crazy. That's so weird."、Um, yeah. So big coincidence.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad that his, like he has a pretty broad range of followers because he's worked really hard, and I'm just I'm really proud of everything that he's accomplished.、Um, he's also a self-taught photographer as well, so like he's had to figure this all out by himself and. I, it's just been a joy to see his growth through the years. Yeah, that's amazing. That is actually a good segue into like something I wanted to ask you: is how did you and because you're also a photographer?、Uh, if you want to, you don't have to shout out your Instagram, but I did see her Instagram. It's very nice. A lot of landscape photography. Yeah, for sure.、Um, well. Like ironically, my brother is not really the reason why I got into photography. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask. <laughs> yeah, and I think you know I've I've had an extensive background in the arts. So I've、um, been a dancer, like I've done tap dancing, a little bit of tap dancing ballet, and also Chinese folk dance, which is really cool. And I've been playing the violin for more than I guess. Thirteen years, I I don't remember anymore. It's been a while. And what else? Like I've also done like ice skating, synchronized swimming. Like I've been pretty active, but they all have that sort of like artistic element to them.、Um, and I guess like we just had a camera lying around in our house, and I was like, hey, I can maybe try to take some photos and、um, you know from different angles and see if I can create a different perspective. And that's kind of how I fell in love with photography. And、um, like we had a we have a pretty nice、um, backyard. Like we have a lot of like trees and flowers, and that's kind of like where I started out. And then later on, I started to go hiking a lot more. And so now I bring along like a backpack full of camera equipment, and you know, combine it with hiking. It's just it's so much fun. Yeah, that's so amazing. Like I honestly. I love how casually you're just like, oh yeah, I I do violin and ice skating and all these dancing things. I'm like, that's so many accomplishments. That's so crazy. And synchronized swimming, that's 
amazing. Like I, I was a swimmer in high school, but I always admired synchronized swimming because that's like an art form, you know. Like I just like swam really fast. You actually had to coordinate a dance in the water. Yeah, and I kind of realized that it wasn't really my thing because I can't really hold my breath for too long. <laughs> and it's really important because you're literally underwater trying to like move your legs and stuff without drowning. Um, so, and I was like at that time, I was also doing ballet as well. So I was like doing two things at a time. And like in ballet, they wanted me to take more classes, but I was doing synchronized swimming at the same time. So, like, I had to figure out like how to like balance those two things and um they also wanted me to be at synchronized swimming practice more often but of course I was also taking dance lessons so I eventually chose ballet because it was something I was <laughs> more comfortable with above water um and yeah and then later on I kind of transitioned more into Chinese folk dance Wow, that's amazing. Okay, and to relate it back to like work-life balance, do you think all the dancing felt like work or is it more of the life aspect of your life? Yeah, for sure. I think it was it was a way for me to de-stress. Um, and, you know, it, it did take a little bit of like time management skills to figure out how to finish all my homework while still having time to go to dance lessons. Um, I remember in high school, specifically freshman year, um, I was really busy and uh, I can't remember which days I had dance classes on, but they happened around like 6.30 and I live about half an hour away from our dance studio. So there's only like one or two Chinese folk dance studios in my areas and they're like far away. And, you know, I was really into Chinese folk dance. So it was worth it for me to travel that long anyway. So I had to like, and my school ended around three. So I had to like spend three to six finishing as much homework as I could. Cause I knew that once I got back, I would get really tired and would not be motivated to do much at all. So, you know, it. I think that one of my friends, she says, uh, there's really no such thing as being too busy for something. Like if you really want to do it, you'll make time for it. And, um, you know, like it'll take a lot of time, time management, strategizing and stuff like that. But if you like something, definitely make time for it. And um, it'll help you de-stress. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because I, I definitely really resonated when you said having a work-life balance, because I definitely think having extracurriculars like dance or photography or whatever, it's just like, like your whole life can't be around work. You know, like that's just because it, it, it's sort of like, uh, I don't know if this is necessarily the best example, but if like, for example, if you're dating someone and your whole life revolves around that other significant other, it's like when that thing goes away or when you get fired from your job, it's like your whole identity is gone and that you, you shouldn't do that, you know? Exactly. Just to like quickly circle back. So I know how you got into photography. Did your brother get into it, I guess, the same way? Because you guys just had a camera lying around the house? Um, I think for him, it was just a way, another way to earn money in college. Um, and I think we actually started around the same time, which is kind of cool. Um, and so he... I feel like I should have asked him a little bit more about how he got into it. <laughs> but yeah, I think for him, it's mostly just like another way to earn income, um, like pocket money for stuff. And he was also, he was a business and finance uh, double major. And so he was trying to open up his own sort of like small business selling jeans um, and stuff and he started taking photos for them and I think that's kind of how he got into photography as well um, so like for him it's it comes from a more entrepreneurial mindset which I think is pretty cool yeah that's so awesome and honestly uh, your brother's photography is amazing like I said I was following him before I even knew you just because I liked the content so much so yeah that's so crazy um <laughs> And it's it's funny, too, because I think there is something to say about the whole, um, like, Instagram, right? The whole Instagram photographer thing and, like, being able to build your platform on Instagram because I think it has given a lot of photographers a platform, which is really great. I'm not saying that that's, like, his only platform that he uses. That's just the only one I, I know him from. Um, <laughs> but, 
But yeah, okay, so another quick uh, segue. So I've told you this before on the podcast or before the podcast is that I like to do sincere shout outs. Um, do you potentially have a sincere shout out? Because if you don't, I can say mine. Um, I think I do. Just a really quick shout out to iPhone cameras. Um, they're amazing because um, sometimes I just don't want to carry around a backpack full of camera equipment. Like I want to make sure I have enough water and food to survive in the Arizona desert. So it's just, it's really nice that um, iPhone cameras have such good quality. And, um, you know, basically I, like, for instance, I actually won um, an award for this classic art and writing award, which is like an artistic and writing competition for um people in high school slash like their later years in middle school. Um, and I actually took a photo using my iPhone 4S in New York. And that won, um, I can't remember which award, but it won in my regional competition. So it's like, I think that um, in terms of photography, sometimes it doesn't really matter as much what type of equipment you have. It's more in the skill level of the photographer. A 4S? That's crazy. That's so crazy. That's like, it was probably like little itty bitty phone. Oh my God. Sorry. That's like real, like I'm geeking out. That's like really cool. You you have so many accomplishments. Like it's insane. Like your resume is like, like if you truly put, I think if you truly put everything on your resume, it'd probably be like four pages long and you're like 20 years old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been trying to, so we have resume reviews um, during our HP internship. And I was able to talk to a couple of recruiters and to basically gauge what type of resume they want. And I have a lot of, I have a lot of experience and, um, I guess accomplishments as well. And some of them are saying condense it down to one page. And I, I can't because I want to like show that I am a really well-rounded person. And so it's it's definitely really hard having to condense it all down. Yeah, I think that's a good problem to have, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Wait, wait, were you part of the, um, you know how they did that resume workshop thing? Did you go to that? I did. Yeah. Isn't it funny how she was like, oh, one page resume, I wish I could just eliminate that rumor like apparently it's like blasphemy like one page is not a thing like that blew my mind because I've always been told your resume has to be one page I don't do were you told that when you were younger uh, yeah I think so um but like I, I also look at resources online and it's just kind of a mixed bag to be honest some of them are saying two pages is okay um like when I go out to career fairs I you know I have that one page front and back so it's still like one page but um I can still put as much information as I can on both sides so it's I think for me it's definitely really confusing um because I don't want to like accidentally eliminate myself from potential job positions because I have too long of a resume yeah no it's so interesting because like I and the thing is I now that I think about it, I feel – because this is the first time I've ever extended my resume to two pages because I've always had that one-page mentality. But, I mean, if you think about it, like, I really liked what they said about having more white space, right? Because if you try to cram everything in, like, 10-point font onto one page, like, that's harder to read than having two pages, like, 12-point font, you know? So I thought that was, like, really interesting. Um <laughs> But okay, anyway, back to the sincere shout out. So iPhone camera, I love how that's your sincere shout out because I, okay, maybe this will like definitely show our age gap because I come from an age where like in middle school and high school, I didn't have a smartphone until after high school. Like I used like razors and envies and chocolates. Like I used like flip phones and I was always the friend that had like, it's not it's not a disposable camera, but it's not like a Canon, like 5D, whatever. It was like, no, what's it? It's like a little tiny digital camera. I was the friend that had the tiny digital camera that would always like capture all the moments and stuff. So it's just, it's interesting to be seeing now that like, I would have never imagined like in middle school or high school that a phone could have a good enough camera to act like a digital camera. And I think that's really interesting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, and I started out with just a really simple digital camera. And so I think, you know, um, like it's really the memories 
that really matter. And it's okay if your camera quality isn't great, but as long as you've captured that, those moments, um, they'll be there pretty much forever. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Like I have this, I like, I created this thing among my friends called FTM, which is hashtag for the memories. Like I was just like FTM, FTM, because I would, <laughs> I would always just like random, like, cause I, like I said, I was always the friend that like randomly recorded shit that people didn't want necessarily recorded. And so like, if I record something on Snapchat, I'm like FTM, FTM, I promise I'm not going to post it. It's just for the memories. It's for me. Um, but yeah, no, I think there is something to say about that is that one, I definitely think before social media, that was for the memories was just the standard. Everyone just did stuff for themselves. But now it's like everyone has like this heightened reality, right? Like Instagram is definitely a heightened, like I, my Instagram's a heightened reality. Like, you know what I mean? Like I definitely don't look like that all the time, you know? So. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I have like professional photos that I have taken or gotten taken of me on Instagram. And you know, it's sometimes it's a dilemma for me because um, like I have close friends and of course I have like also friends that I've met, you know, through some program or some somewhere in real life. Um, and, you know, I'm generally a really private person. So sometimes I just don't really feel like sharing things and I, I keep it within my like small close friend circle. Um, but yeah, so it's like it's, you know, have, trying to find a good balance between like still keeping in touch with people, but also still keeping those, you know, moments, I, I guess, like sacred moments to yourself. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Just because like it's OK. And I have to ask you, so in terms of things that you don't post, where do you host all that information? Do you put it on Google Drive? You just have it on a flash drive or your computer or like things that you don't post? Where do you put them? I just, they're usually on my phone's camera, so they're just sitting there, and I have, I've had my phone, my, this phone um, that I've had uh, for about three years now, and now I have, like, 60,000 photos and videos, which is a lot. Wait, what phone do you, what phone do you have? I have the iPhone 8 Plus. (laughs) Okay, got it. You must have a lot of storage on your phone. You must have, like, the highest amount, right? Yeah, the highest at that time was like 256 gigs. That's a lot. <laughs> now they have like 512. So if a new iPhone comes out later this year, I might get it for the better camera quality. Um, and they, I think, yeah, the new phone will probably have like 512 gigabytes. So I'll probably go for that. <laughs> oh my God. That's crazy. Okay, okay. Let's take a pause for a second because like I do want to see, because like I always, um, I never got like the actual like, because my dad like buys my phones, right? So like, I'm like, I've never really got like the full storage. Let me see how, like I have the iPhone 10 now and my storage, I have 64 gigs. That's it. Oh, wow. I can't imagine that for myself. It's like, I've had this phone since um, like maybe uh, two Februarys ago. Because I remember I got it around Thanksgiving, but not last Thanksgiving. So like Thanksgiving before that. Um, and yeah, I have like, uh, how many photos do I have? I have like 4,700 and I only have like 10 gigs left and like, I'm stressing out. <laughs> yeah. When I had that iPhone 4S, um, phone, I only had 16 gigabytes, but of course, like your, your phone's like system takes up like maybe, I don't know. For me, like since I had 16 gigabytes, it was like half of my storage, but it's usually like around eight to 10 gigabytes of like system stuff um, to help your phone run. And so I remember like I only had, like I had a lot of apps on my phone as well. And I only had like three gigabytes left for photos. So I was always like really stressed about making sure I had enough storage on my phone to take pictures. So I was always like unloading them onto my computer and stuff like that. And I was like, no, I'm not going to deal with that anymore. So I'm going to get a phone that has a lot more capacity so that I can worry more about creating the content rather than like the storage aspect. I totally agree because uh, like I said, I have 64 gigs on my phone. So it's just, I, I do 
a lucky thing that I have <laughs> through Berkeley um, is that I have my Berkeley email, but that email is connected to like an unlimited Google Drive storage. It's crazy. So I have like 500 gigs on there, but then also I can like sync my photos through Google Photos, which I guess like sincere shout out. Honestly, it's pretty nice to have that. <laughs> so like I definitely, because as someone who doesn't have like 200 plus gigs, I have to go through every periodically be like, okay, delete this, delete that, and only keep a certain things because I'm the type of person that doesn't delete everything. Like, you know how like you take photos of yourself a bunch and like you have like 20 selfies. I keep all of them. Like I'm not the person to be like, oh, this is the best one. So delete the rest. I don't know. Are you that person or do you like delete? So I, you know, I'm a really indecisive person and I like, I like all of my photos for like, you know, there's like this tiny detail that I like about this photo that's not in the other, the other photo. So I tend to keep all my files, which is not good because I almost almost um, ran out of storage on my phone just like a month ago and I had to like go and delete a lot of like videos and transfer it onto my iPad and stuff. Um, so it's not a good strategy, but I, you know, I love to keep everything. Yeah, I'm I'm similar because I know some people that are just like they take a bunch of them and then they only keep the best ones. But my thing is like, what if I look like five years later and like the one that I thought was best was not necessarily the, you know what I mean? Like you look back and you look at photos differently um, with time. So like, yeah, I definitely I'm not a deleter. Like I like to keep them all. <laughs> it's definitely an issue um, when you don't have a lot of storage. Um, but but yeah, like real like I am I'm also very curious. So like, are you? Are you an Apple person? Because I was just very naughty because we both work for HP. <laughs> so are you an Apple person? Um, I, I think I'm kind of like, I like a good mixture of technology. So in terms of like phones, um, tablets, I like Apple products. I grew up using them. So I'm really familiar with how they work. And I think like in terms of security and stuff like that, Apple iOS is a lot better compared to Android. Um, but in terms of like computers and stuff, I'm more used to Windows. So, um, you know, like right now I'm using a Lenovo laptop, but I've switched around between like LG's laptops. Um, what else? I had Acer at some point. <laughs> um, so like, I definitely prefer the Windows OS, um, compared to like Mac. Yeah. See, like, that's so interesting because I literally, like, I'm using a MacBook right now, like a MacBook Pro right now. Like, literally everything I own is Apple. I'm so glad in high school that I used, so, like, the only time I ever used a Windows computer was um, in high school when I had, like, a Dell. I think it was a Dell laptop. But if I wouldn't have had that experience, I would have come on to this internship at HP and looked at it and be like, where anything is because like the interface the os is so different from apple it's so different it's crazy and like to be fair like it's different like because i used the last time i used well i don't want to say the last time but because like i've definitely seen like windows 10 sporadically throughout my life since high school but it's definitely different from 2012 like it looks to be fair it it looks pretty good because like it's just but it's different you know and i think that's really interesting because like for me personally, on my resume, I've always had like Windows and Mac OS user. Like, you know how like you have like you have to like your technical skills. And I always said that because I used it in high school. But then now after working at HP, I'm like, wow, I like I it's like this is a skill that not everyone has. Some people are only exposed to Apple and some people are only exposed to Windows. So I think there is definitely this 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 um it's not necessarily a huge, but there, there is like an educational technology gap potentially for some people. Yeah, I feel like that too. And I think it's really cool that the latest iPad models, um, like if you put it on the magic keyboard, it turns into a computer. And so like I can still use my Windows OS as my like main platform. But if I want to edit videos and stuff like that, I definitely think that Apple has like better um, editing software. So I am, I'm going to be using my iPad a lot more for that. That's interesting. I don't, like I said, like I record this podcast on GarageBand. That is exclusively Apple. Like I, I'm sure I can use Audacity or something else, but I'm just used to it. It's just I feel like the thing that is good about Apple is that it's intuitive. It's very easy to use. And I think that is definitely a selling point you know um and I'm just curious what kind of um iPad do you have 
Yeah, so I have an iPad Pro, but my mom's iPad recently is, well, it's breaking. Some of the screen is not working. So I'm going to be giving her my iPad, and I just got the newest iPad Pro, so like it doesn't have the um, home button. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be really cool to use. And I'm still deciding on which keyboard I should get. I could probably just use my old one, but um, the Magic Keyboard is kind of tempting. <laughs> yeah, because they, um, I think, I know what you're talking about, like the, the newest keyboard that they came out with, right? That's basically going to make the iPad like a laptop. It's like floating there. Yeah, I've never tried it, but it looks super cool. Um, I, I, So I have the iPad Pro from, I don't know, last year. So I guess like 2019, is that a thing? <laughs> Uh, mine mine doesn't have the um home button so like mine is like the one where you have to like use face id and stuff but i that's what i'm like uh seeing you on zoom right now is through this ipad and like i really have you ever tried the apple pencil i have i actually use it um like i shared something on my instagram like last night i was like drawing icons oh wait i saw i i, I saw that on your instagram story no th- did you draw that i did <laughs> It looks so good. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm try- I've been trying to put together a photography website because um, like I have a couple of like friends and people that I've met that you know I want to be able to share my artwork with, um, not just on Instagram. And so this has been in the working for three years because I keep on procrastinating. <laughs> um, and it's just it's a lot of work because I have to make sure I pick my best artwork. I can't just like unload everything on it. It's my portfolio. Um, so like last night I was working on it a little bit and I couldn't find icons that I liked from I'm using Wix by the way Um, and they have icons but I didn't find any that I liked so I decided to just go in and draw my own icons so I just drew one last night took a while um, and then I'll probably draw another one for like my about me page and then another one for like just drawings that I've created in the past couple of years wait you draw too (laughs) That's so impressive. <laughs> you're like you're like literally like the quintessential like renaissance man. <laughs> like you're like you're like a computer science major. You're like literally okay, cuz you're too humble to brag about this, but you literally won an intern stellar award from HP. Like what was uh, was it customer impact award? It was, yeah. Yeah, that's like, okay. And just to like put this into context, this is the first year they ever did these awards. Like literally like 10 years later, if you're ever working for HP, they'd be like, Lucy Song was the first person to win the <laughs> Customer Impact Award. And yeah, it was, God, it was so impressive. I don't, I mean, I guess we can talk about it. I mean, it was like an audio project and you like really figured out how to like categorize audio. I don't know. It's not confidential, right? Like we can talk about it. I'm honestly not sure. I don't know. <laughs> and I was going to ask my manager about it too, but everybody's off this week, so I can't reach anyone. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a little teaser for you guys. Like it's something about audio and she did an amazing job and it was very impressive. Um, and then you also are very artsy too, which I love. So <laughs> thank you. Yeah. But like, okay. So in terms of like the, uh, to go back to the Apple pencil, doesn't it? Cause you, I guess, so do you have the first generation or the second generation? I have the first generation. I was really tempted to get the second one, but I don't use it quite as enough to justify buying a new one. Although like it'd be nice if I could like magnetically like attach it to my iPad. But I just, yeah, like I said, I can't justify the price for that. Yeah, no, I feel that. I have the mag- magnetic one and I will say it is really nice. I definitely... um like I, I would say over the summer, I didn't really use it that much, but like in school and stuff, like I literally will say that writing with the Apple pencil on an iPad pro feels better than writing on paper. It literally feels better. Like I, I, I can't explain it. Like it just feels like, I, <laughs> and it's more eco-friendly, right? But like literally you, it's just, I don't know. It's just such a, I don't know about the, I've never tried the Apple pencil one, but like, it's just such a smooth experience and like you can like search your handwriting which is really nice so yeah I not not trying to trying to convince you to make a really expensive purchase but I really do like it I think it's so interesting that you you mentioned you actually prefer writing on a tablet um as opposed to like 
you know, writing paper notes. Because I, I consider myself a paper person. Um, like, I just like the feeling of, like, the pen to paper. And it just really helps me, you know, really, like, retain the knowledge that I just, you know, took down notes for. Um, but I don't know, for me, in terms of, like, taking notes on tablets, the reason why I haven't really got into it yet is because I hate the tapping of the pencil on the screen. And I think it's because I tend to write little bit more like hard um so like when I write it's like tap 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 and I don't want to like bother my classmates that are sitting next to me um so like I think from a more portable standpoint I definitely think like taking notes on tablets is amazing um and it's great for organization um because I definitely do not like carrying around a really heavy backpack of notes so I don't know. I'm trying to transition over, but um, and I tried it out this summer for another summer program, um, and I, I think it went really well. So maybe like I'll you know do half of my notes on my iPad and then try to see if that works better for me now. Because like I I definitely understand what you're saying about the tactile feel of paper. There is something distinctly different about it than I would say like writing on an iPad. Like. I, I don't know how I can explain it right, but it's just like, you know, when like you have a notebook and you write in it and you like flip through the pages to like, I don't know, it's like you can visualize it better. But when it's on an iPad, like I have to scroll through to find what I have. And like I said, you can search your handwriting, but it's different being able to see a thick notebook and being like, okay, this is going to be in the middle of the notebook. So you like, I don't know, it's, it is definitely different. And I will say there is something about like, writing like I think there's even like scientific proof of like writing your own flashcards right like when you're trying to memorize vocabulary words is better than using the digital version because you're writing it and apparently that's I don't know maybe I'm like making that up but I think I read somewhere that that's better than actually digital yeah I think that makes sense too and I mean I grew up using technology more for like entertainment purposes like things with screens basically and so I think for me my mind is sort of conditioned to think that if I'm looking at a screen like it's not really for school purposes um, or I guess like I have used my computer for like PowerPoint and stuff like that but when it comes to like a tablet I really only use it for like drawing and watching videos and movies and so like I really need to get my mind into the mindset that I'm taking notes for school like I really need to pay attention as opposed to like you know just settling down and like you know just enjoying a, a video or something like that yeah because I, I this is like on topic off topic but I will say when you write in a notebook you're not as distracted to like look at a text or look at something so I guess like you really do have to focus um <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah so you know I, I'm a pretty well-rounded person and I always have this sort of like internal struggle as to like you know in college you're you're here to become more specialized in some you know field right like I'm a computer science major so I need to be more acquainted with programming software design and stuff like that but of course, I also have these hobbies like photography, which is kind of like the other end of the spectrum. And so, you know, like I've had a couple of um, teachers, like they know that I like photography, like high school teachers, they said that I could totally, you know, just go into photography as a major, but um, it's kind of also ties into our work-life balance conversation too. Like this is all connected for me and hopefully it makes sense. Um, but like, you know, I want to be well-rounded, but I also want to make sure that I set like boundaries between like my hobbies and work, because otherwise, like if I have to, you know, create things for work, it just doesn't, it's not as fun for me anymore. Um, and so like, while I know that my, my, my teachers are well-intentioned saying that, suggesting that, you know, photography is a potentially good major for me. I also, you know, it's my way to de-stress and I don't want it to become stressful for me. Um, and so it's like in, in college where you're trying to specialize in something, I've seen that some of my peers and I mean, there's really like nothing wrong with it. It's just like they decide they want to go down that, that path. But for me, like I still want to stay involved with the humanities and the liberal arts. And, you know, as a part of my honors college, I had 
the opportunity to really get to know that part of you know life and college and um, like I took this one really eye-opening course called the human event like all Barrett honor students have to take it their first year and um, like it's a really hard course it's critical thinking and critical writing and it definitely made me a much better 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 writer um, and communicator because it's a discussion-based course as well right um, and so like I I like, I think that course has definitely made me a better person. And I think with technology, like you're creating them for people. And if you're, if you're just there focusing on the more technical aspect and you're not um, trying to like base your technology around people, then anyone with like a really technical background, like they, they, they have a different perspective on say someone who uses a computer for just video editing or uses something for just like a creative aspect. And the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because I have a friend who is, uh, I guess like a software engineer, right? And I remember talking to him about the digital divide, which is basically the technology gaps that um, people have. And it's interesting because you sometimes you think, oh, people that don't have laptops, they're just poor kids in Kenya or something, but this is happening in the US. There are kids these days or even people my age and maybe even your age that don't own laptops. They don't own iPads or tablets. And I remember bringing that up to him and he was like, oh, I didn't even think about it like that because he's not necessarily like surrounded with like different perspectives. And if you don't think about people when you're creating products, it's it's something one they're not gonna be able to use and two something they're not gonna be able to love and three something they're not gonna buy because they don't love it so I completely understand that and I think (laughs) tying it all the way back (laughs) to like work-life balance like being able to have hobbies and enjoy things outside of work like, like vastly opens your perspective on like the different aspects of life right being able to (laughs) do other things than computer science allows you to be like, okay, I can think of things from a photographer perspective or like a dancer perspective or whatever, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, like there's a way to keep your work and your hobbies separate, but it doesn't mean that the skills you gain in your hobbies are not transferable over to your work life. Like, for instance, as a photographer, um, sometimes weather just not works out. You know, I get to a place and it starts raining and it's definitely not optimal for nighttime photography because I'm literally trying to capture the night sky without clouds. And, you know, it's like the literal opposite. And so I've definitely had to learn how to be flexible and more adaptable with the resources that I have. And as an engineer, that's really important because I may not have the like the resources that I need, the best technology that I um, want, but I still need to be able to make something that's impactful um, and yeah, just be resourceful. So it's like, you know, being being well-rounded is not necessarily a bad thing. And I think it's definitely... Um, you should, it's definitely worth the time to cultivate. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like why I do this podcast, right? I mean, like, and, and I, I definitely like resonate with what you said of being like, for example, if your professors want you to, oh, you should major in photography and that makes it less fun and it makes it less of a hobby because it, 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 there's a grade associated with it. And like, it's like, you're trying to perfect the art. So it becomes more so work than a hobby. Um, And I definitely sometimes feel like that about this podcast, like especially in the beginning because I was recording by myself. I didn't really have guests. And oftentimes it felt like work because it's a media and technology podcast. So I like read a bunch of articles and try to say a lot of facts on it. Like if you listen to like my old episodes, that's basically what I do, which I really liked. But then also it just was really exhausting. Because, I mean, that's kind of my job, too, in a certain way, because, um, well, one, I was in entertainment industry, so, like, I did have a lot of media stuff, but now I'm, like, working in the tech industry, so it's, like, yeah, I, like, love geeking out about this stuff, but I've found that it's more fun when I bring on guests, and, yeah, we can talk about, like you said, like, tech and, like, all that kind of stuff, but it's also fun to hear people's life stories and just goof off and that's what makes the podcast really fun for me and so like I definitely agree that I think it's really hard I think it's really hard for people to find something that is literally 
not related to work at all. Like not, because I know there's people in my life um, that literally, you know, they literally, all they do is work. They have no hobbies. And I'm just like, I don't under, like it's, so I understand there's a struggle in terms of trying to figure out, okay, what is something that completely doesn't relate to work that I could enjoy and have fun with? And I think it's this thing that people struggle with a lot. Yeah, for sure. And I, you know, I'm still working on the work-life balance there. You know, it's, it's so, it's so hard and, you know, I have so many interests and so it's, it's just really hard to fit everything in. And so you have to like really learn how to prioritize. And I, I was actually listening to like the, one of your, like the, the first few minutes of one of your podcasts and you said that you were like trying out this medication course and like you want, like you tried to basically prioritize things in your life. And like, I definitely think it's, it's even though it's hard you really need to choose like what's important for you in this moment and also obviously for a long term as well but like or else like you can't preserve enough energy to do other things as well okay wow <laughs> i'm super impressed one that you even listen to any of my other podcasts like not to like down on myself it's like it's just like i see all the stats so like it's funny because whenever i have guests on the podcast they listen to their podcast which is totally fine i'm cool with that but i'm impressed that you even listen to like part of one of mine because i do talk about that there was a podcast episode where i think the life lesson was i think i like took a break from the podcast for a bit because i wanted to prioritize other things in my life um, like working out or eating healthier, like trying to establish a good sleep routine. And yeah, it's just, it's in, like I said, it's easier said, I always say this on the podcast, it's easier said than done. Um, and like trying to find a hobby can be easier said than done because there's been times like doing this podcast felt more like work rather than a hobby. So I had to like step away. And I think it's easier for me to do that because I know a lot of people make a living off of podcasting or being an influencer or whatever. I don't. <laughs> like I pay money to, to be on these platforms. I'm not making any money from them. Um, and honestly, I feel like that's what makes it so fun because I'm able to treat it as a hobby rather than a job. And so I like, it's crazy how many like life lessons are like <laughs> coming, like the whole work-life balance. Yeah. It's like such a cliche lesson, but it's so freaking true. And it's so really hard to actually accomplish. Yeah, for sure. And I think especially with the pandemic, um, everything has just blurred together for me. Like I work and I, you know, I don't know, watch videos in the same space. Like my desk is right here. I have another one over there, but like, this is like my optimal workspace. And so it's like, it's hard for me to compartmentalize my work and my life now. And I don't know, it's just another thing that I guess we have to adapt to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because um, I think I can say this because I think like HP obviously has done like post-COVID research, but I mean, people in the industry, like everyone's done post-COVID research, right? And I truly believe that work from home is here to stay um, post-COVID, maybe not to the full extent as it, as it is now, but I think to a certain extent, people are going to realize that, oh, working from home isn't that bad. And so what I want to ask you, and I bet maybe this doesn't really apply to you as an engineer, because I'm sure you have to go into office to like do testing and stuff. But I'm wondering if you could choose, would how many days a week would you stay home? Like two to three, none at all, only one day? Yeah, so just based off of my experience in college so far, so I, I've been trying to get my Fridays off. Um, not because I, I want to spend a day doing nothing, but it's just, it's really nice that I have full control over what exactly I want to do that day and basically how it's going to play out. And so I think for at least in the workforce, like if I were to work with HP or with any other company, I would at least want Fridays like off at home, basically working from home. Um, two to three days would be nice. If I can get the whole week off, that would be great. But I think like you said, as an engineer, I, I need to go in and do testing. Like I need to be there for the physical aspects. Um, so like a few days would be nice. Um, and I think it would actually make me a lot more productive. I'm definitely like, I've come to realize I thought I was an introvert. I'm not an introvert. I'm definitely like a socialite extrovert. I always thought I wasn't, or like, I was like a mix of the two, but no, I do like being around an office and being around people. So 
now that I kind of have like a good setup, I will say like getting a stand-up desk helped so much because I don't like sitting down all the time. So like that really helped. But like getting like my space set up and like my little like decorative bookshelf or whatever and like getting like, you know, a separate space from work and like where I do entertainment stuff has really helped. And like I think also working for a big company like HP helps a lot because you don't necessarily feel so alone because you do have a team and stuff. So I definitely am starting to like work from home. I definitely was not a fan in the beginning. Like when I heard the internship was going to be remote, I was like, fuck, this is going to suck so bad. But it actually ended up being, it ended up being like not too bad. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of like my experience with it. And like, I definitely will, like if I was to take the survey, I'd be like, I'd, I'd work two to three days from home, like straight up, like my team, straight, I don't think we don't need to be in the office because all of our stuff is just meetings, right? Like we don't necessarily do testing other than like focus groups or like surveys or something. So yeah, like I think if you set your space up right, like work from home really isn't that bad. And I think it's really dependent on how much space you have. Cause I know that there are some people who just, you know, they have a small apartment and like the space is just what they have and maybe they go work in the kitchen instead of their bedroom and it helps with productivity so like yeah you just you really have to figure out what works best for you um and you know adapt to it yeah because I have a um, co-worker that works in I want to say she's in Shanghai but literally she has um you know like I mean property there is expensive and like having an apartment could be even worth like a million dollars or something like, you know, so like I think she lives there with her husband and her son and they have like uh, maybe like two bedrooms and like maybe two living rooms, but like that's it. Right. And so like in the U S like, that sounds like it's like (laughs) here, like, you know, I have like a two story house because like I'm very fortunate that my parents were able to afford something like this. But yeah, it's it's different because I I know she's kind of like told us a bit about her work home, at home experience, but she has to like sort of make a space in the living room and like be able to make a space where she can like watch her son while he does school as well. So I definitely think that you know it's almost like the whole like digital divide thing, but it's almost like space privilege, right? Like being able to like make your own space in your home is a privilege. Some people literally just don't have that. They only have um, their bedroom or they only have the living room. They don't have like an office space. So do you like doing this? Like, would you do this again or do you like not like it? I I think it's a lot of fun because like we're also getting to know each other a bit too. So yeah. Yeah. That's always like the fun part of it as well. Because I remember I did a podcast with like um, my high school friend Celie as well as like a friend I made in the MBA program. And the day that we did the podcast was the first day that they both met. So it's like fun to listen to that episode because like it's just like, oh, yeah. Like that's why um, I like incorporating guests on the podcast because I think it makes it more fun for the listeners, but also it makes it more fun for me because like it feels like like, like it feels like, like a chore. It feels more like a like hangout chill session or whatever. <laughs> Just listen to friends talk for an hour or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And like and then like also we don't have to like like I said, we don't have to talk about media or technology. Like literally, like I have a podcast where like me and my other high school friend like talk about like our first, so like our first kiss, our first like time like getting in trouble or something like that. So like I think, yeah, that's what, like, makes the podcast, like, a lot more fun. But I do want to say thank you so much, Lucy, for joining me on this podcast. Did you have fun? Yes, I had a lot of fun, and, you know, I'd love to come back. Okay, cool. Yay. Okay, I'm definitely taking you up on that offer because (laughs) I need more guests, and I would love to have you back on. Yeah. Okay. Until then, love y'all. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a day's day. Yeah.